I don't know. Uh, Common Street Spiritual in Natick. And I've sat in on uh, their evening jazz uh, spiritual. It's like literally like, all right, we're going to pray and we're going to hit these bongos. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, yeah, that's like, I mean, it's like, it's a very uh, yeah, humanistic. I, I, I totally dig it. And yeah, I actually uh, still go around there uh, for different meetup groups, and most of them are anti justice. Uh, that's what the Unitarian anti justice, me, anti racist, and <laughs> anti justice. <laughs> <laughs> like the worst people in the world. Just- Everybody to Progressive Milford's second episode, episode, <laughs> episode, here with Hello. Derek Sobers and myself, Tom Morali. Um, this great middle of April. Know, the birds are chirping, the frogs are peeping, and people are quarantine inside the house. <laughs> people are stuck indoors. Just getting you ready know, for Marathon Monday. It's, uh, and, uh, yep. <laughs> Nobody yeah. will be there. Wait, wait. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even think about that. Um, that's crazy. Is that next Monday? I don't know. Is it? Do you even know like what the day well, is? I, of the I'm week? still working, so I do have to know the day of the week. Oh, yeah. I, I am too. But every day it, it, kind it of does, a blur, it right? Um, yeah. Absolutely. So, um. Today we're going to talk about, I mean, recent events. Bernie Sanders conceded the nomination, um, as well as uh, endorsed the Democratic Party's presumptive nominee, Joe Biden, which leaves the left mm-hmm. in an interesting place. You just want to talk about that, kind of take stock of where we are take stock of where it should go next. Um, I, I don't want to necessarily like point fingers oh, or but I do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you can you're allowed to. I don't I think well I, I think part of the problem is finger pointing personally. Oh like I guess yeah. let's jump in, right? So I, I mean let's let's talk first. We won the ideological right. battle, right? I would say. Um because you were, you and I were talking before the show. Um, Medicare for all used to be a fringe idea. <laughs> That's to say the least. Like two thousand four in two thousand fourteen, I, I mean, that wasn't even an idea. It was yeah, ACA. Oh right. wait, the Republicans are trying to take it away. Oh no, they're trying to stab it. Wait, wait. Oh, ACA. <laughs> <laughs> well, like remember, remember when they called, um, you know, the ACA. Right. Remember the death panels. Like, like mm-hmm. that was socialism and communism and whatever, fascism, whatever that was, was called monster. back then. Um, it was a monster. I, I mean, we've come from that to the idea that a growing number of the American population thinks that we need Medicare for all. A growing number um, and a growing number I'm, with every single layoff. Oh, absolutely. Well, absolutely. Can you afford a COBRA plan? Like, no. Ab- 
I'll just be uh, picking up random seeds outside of my house. <laughs> try to sell, try to save myself that way. I'm not going to the doctor if I don't have health insurance. It's yeah. ridiculously expensive for very little care. Right, right, absolutely. Um, yeah, I know the Democrats are trying to remedy that right now. But again, I think people are realizing, and they were, this is something that people were coming around to before this. Just remember, most states, even the ones Joe Biden won significantly, uh, majority of people or significant plurality right. supported Medicare for all. Um, most Americans support some form of student debt relief, um, criminal justice reform, you know, both parties have to at least, at least give it lip right. service at this point. I mean, and Trump had that big high profile event with Kanye West and, yeah, you know, I think even bigger, bigger um, is um, him getting out. I forgot her name now, but he uh, pardoned a, a lady, um, a person of color who uh, I think she was in there for a drug crime that they considered to be violent, but it was violent. And she's really changed her life inside of prison. And he got her pardoned out early. And. Trump can put that in, a feather in his cap, and and even though it's a one-off, and he just allows him to do other heinous things, um, he gets that credit. Like he gets that credit among minorities who say, you know what, I. And there are, unfortunately for me, there are several uh, people that I know uh, who, you know, they kind of say, you know, he's not that bad. Yeah, right. But I, I mean, I think it, again, it shows that. Um... I think a lot of people are looking at our criminal justice system and are realizing there's some serious reform needed with the, you know, the uh, school to prison pipeline and um, the cash bail system. I, I mean, we it look uh, even a, a minimum wage increase isn't just right. popular; it's inevitable. I, I mean, fifteen dollars an hour was a significant bump earlier because I remember when that started. It was around 2010 was when that movement started and i think it's you know with inflation well, maybe where <laughs> in 2016 or i believe like maybe just before that obama was talking about doing a 12 dollar an hour minimum minimum wage right and burning right. that 15 and people were like that's Dollars. crazy 15 and then a year later new york yeah. we're doing 15 yep right right i mean even the most conservative Democrat at this point supports net zero carbon emissions yeah. by 2050. I mean, we need to we need to move faster than that. I think, but look, like like right. we're moving in the right direction. That that's the thing. We're pushing the conversation. We're driving the car. We're we're driving the ideas. Um, but I, I think we did lose the primary. Our our, our candidate. I mean. You can even say both our candidates lost, and they lost more so than they lost in 2016. I personally think that has a lot to do with the fact that people are just so sick and tired of Trump. They they really want to just do whatever they can't, mm. they have to to get him out. I think revolution might be a, or saying revolution might be a, a step too far for a lot of people, and, and I also think that. You know, when Bernie sat down in 60 Minutes and talked about Fidel Castro, I think maybe that was a, uh, again, I think that maybe some people yeah. heard that, even if, if it was the same yeah. thing Obama said. Oh, um, 
I, I, I hate the fact that I think they, they I think might be right that that did affect people. I want to believe that. I want to believe well, that, I that people are, you know, educated enough to to know that you can walk and chew, chew gum at the same time. You can condemn the uh, crimes of a of a leader and say, right. Well, it's not all bad. It's not that people are afraid of what he was saying. I think they're afraid of what the Republicans would and... do with it. <laughs> The Republicans, listen, you could have that's, a complete, like, a, a whiteboard with no writing on it whatsoever of any type of attacks, and the Republicans will just write on it some fake stuff. So, like... Look, look, trust right. me. Nobody <laughs> right. knows that better than me. But... We should all just be aware that that's the case, that no matter who you throw in front of Trump, it's going to be, he's going to slander them. Right. Well, right. They're, they're already doing it. But I do, I do think that, I, I mean, based on the timeline, that's when he was the front runner. Um, I do think that did have an effect. Not saying that it should have not. Right. Like, I don't think it should have. But, it, I, I mean, we have to, we have to talk about that. Um, I, I mean, I think that, I, I mean, I know for the past four years, it's kind of been this idea that if you present this very leftist platform, um, working class people who didn't vote for before will come out and vote. And I just, I, I think that that, to some degree, has proven Yeah, but false. I think it's also the platform. Um, I think a lot more it's also the platform. And, and I think yeah. a winning argument would have been just focusing on healthcare. And of course, every, I say that knowing full well that in most of the debates, we were talking about Medicare for all, but it was always a question of how are you going to pay for it, this and that. But if you had really focused on, you know, the ACA that you love and hold dearly is has been slashed over and over again, and which is why your rates keep going up and up. Like we can do something better than that and just expand Medicare. Like instead of just doing it for 65, we can do it from 55 to 65. And then we can do it from, uh, what's it, 26 right now to 36. And then we can just close the gaps that way. If you would just focus on that, like guys saying, like, hey, you know, every yeah. single person right now that is losing their job is losing their health care as well. I just I just think we I don't think he just had enough teeth to keep put like he you know, you hear you see his rehearse his rehearsed see, lines, his stump speeches, he does it the same thing over and over again. It would have been just nice if he had just deviated a little bit from that and just went a little bit more into the meat of healthcare. And I think that yeah. was a winning message. Right. You know, I personally think like a combination right. between him and Warren. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Bernie's yeah, no, the organizer, no, no Warren's the walk. No, no um, if you had a kind of synthesis of both, I, I think we'd we'd be looking at a very different primary. But again, I, I think the biggest problem is though um, turnout amongst youth and, and turnout amongst working right. people is not where it needs but, to be. And and that's um, why I talk about and I think, because in 2018. That was the big driving right. force. That is what brought people out. Um, but again, I think there's some structural issues that need to be resolved. Um, and I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping that if we actually go forward with mail in this voting way. in November, you think that's going to happen? I hope that becomes, uh, I think it's trending that way. Yeah. I, I, I mean, if this continues to go on the way it's going, um, I think there's going to be I, a significant I, I movement just, for it to happen. I, I hope and I do right, think it, but I am looking at the way that Democrats have fought, and it doesn't seem like it's with much gusto. 
and just like how the how this past uh, stimulus package came out and how they were putting in all these oversights into this bill and it had no teeth because as soon as as soon as it got to Trump's desk, he's like, yeah, we're not doing that. And he just exited out, which makes me wonder, like, you're they're here talking about mail yeah. ballots, but come November, like, well, but what if the states do it? Is it as of right now? Where are people's attention? Do people really do people are and I'm not also talking about you and I, but do people out there, the ones that go to work and or don't go to work at this point, but are busy in their own little in their own little lives that don't ever pay attention to anything pol- political? Do you think they're they're gonna be clamoring for their mail in ballot come November? No. Um but I, I think it, right. we need to organize around that um, messaging. I, I mean, that's that's what it comes down to, and that really that's really what um, right. the the main point is. You know, we need an organized base to bring us a majority right. in an election. And look, I, I think the Bernie campaign did a great job of building a base. I, I think maybe you know they should have anticipated oh, the yeah. modern consolidation, but. But but the thing is, like, like we can't take away from the actual incredible for, you know, an independent who calls himself a democratic socialist to get the results that he's gotten both this year right. and 2016, right? Um, I mean, we can't take away from that. Um, we can't take away from the hard work people put in to that campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, truly a grassroots effort. But, I mean, it needs to happen during the, the off, off year, year too. But, too. but um, I'm... And again, I don't want to be doom and gloom, but I just think that he had, I, I mean, I don't know how many people campaigned for Bernie this election. Like how many volunteers? Oh, so how many. many. Can so you many. see half of them, a quarter of them, a, a fifth of them campaigning for Biden? Can you, can you see, can you see a polarity no, of people but the, the, have them campaign for anyone voting, uh, campaigning for Biden? And that's the problem. There's no no. Let's see that it. and no passion behind it. You can't get you can't get people to put Biden. But that that's why I'm asking. Just look at that. Like if you just go through town from now to November, and you look at the bumper stickers in the back of the car, you will either see Trump, you might see Bernie, and you might see Pete, <laughs> but you, and Warren. But you won't. You probably won't see that many Bidens, and that is terrifying to me. Yeah. Well, I've seen quite a few vermin <laughs> supreme lately. Believe it or not, um, <laughs> like in real life, it was pretty shocking. But um, no, not at all. Doesn't mean he's gonna win. But I think you got to the one point, which is right. people. We can't go away, right? If we go away, mm-hmm. we take our ball home. We say, "Nope, we're done." Um, then that gives the powers that be um, the green light to just ignore us and our demands. But uh, I'm not asking you to show up and, and campaign for Biden. I'm asking you to show up mm. and campaign for down ballot raises. I'm asking you to show up and and, and actually get, you know, right. it, it's great we have a squad, right? But we we need a Congress full of, <laughs> we need a, the squad to be a caucus in Congress full of people. Yeah. Um, and and that that means. You know, that also means engaging coalitions with people that might be not right. as to the left as we are. 
um, yeah, but who share I, the same I, goals. I think what us. you're saying, you're talking about down ballot, like, yeah, you're talking about local, and I think that that you're right when it comes. I mean, I know Milford is <laughs> technically in Milford. No, you don't know anyone's political affiliation in in government. Like that, you can run for you run for select selectman, and right. you don't have to say if you're a Democrat or Republican. You just you just we're not supposed to see those uh those uh, uh D, D's and R's, but you can speak to people and, and talk about things for the community for individuals families and themselves that can be very progressive you know it can be very liberal and and just need to have that to that those things without even having to say what what affiliation they have like yeah that can you that's right. a, that's the rallying point is all those people i was just talking about who just either go to work all day long or they're home and they don't care about politics at all like if you have if you do it locally and you affect their home and their person and their family and their community, they'll pay attention to that. They'll they'll vote for the guy that guy or gal or non-conforming individual. Um, they will see uh, someone who actually is looking out for them, and that's what will bring them out. And so you're right. You go down ballot. You go local, and that will help bring the votes to Biden. Right. Or you know, uh, you know, I, I know there's people that. Are talking about building up um, a third party. Um, I know there's people talking about pulling the Democratic Party to the left, but the thing is to accomplish either of those goals. And I think there's, you know, there are people who have some some very smart people that are advocating for both. Um, I, I think that to accomplish either of those, that you need a mm. base of engaged people, um, right. some people that can't be overlooked. People that need to be brought into the fold. People whose um, people whose demands need to be heeded. And and that uh, and that kind of base, though, that kind of cohesive base, also has to have the timing of. All right, we're gonna finally jump to a third party and really move our weight. Because I mean, that doesn't have to happen. Have to happen like a hundred percent to like from zero to a hundred. It, it can you can have part partial participation and really screw everything up, which is really what happens most of the time. Um, I, I don't see there being a third party anytime soon. So I don't know if that's, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know that that's a viable option. Um, but again, like the idea behind it, you're going to need a base of power, a base of people either way, whatever you, that might, right. my, my main point is whatever you choose to do. Like, like I understand that. Yeah. Here's the reality. Okay, Trump being president again will not. Nope. Yield good results for any of us. (laughs) You know, no, he won't. Um, But I'm I'm not going to sit here and shame you into, like some people have. Look, what you do in the ballot box is your business. But I am going to say that you need to show up, um, and you need to actually uh, engage. Locally, statewide, mm-hmm. down ballot races to be heard. Um, I'm going to say that, you know, that not only is there Donald Trump, but there's people all the way down that this ballot that are enacting Donald Trump's agenda. There's people all the way down that ballot that are comfortably there and haven't had to lift much of a finger 
in their entire time in office uh, that keep getting elected again and again and again. I mean, but the, the thing is, as progressives, um, there are ways for our values to be enacted on the local level as well. There's all sorts of local issues going on that really right. um, are ignored in many cases. Like, like we talk about, you know, how Amazon takes advantage of of working people yeah, all the right time. Well, I mean, no Amazon's place. right in our backyard. Um, they have, they have, <laughs> right? Not, they've been talked talked to like, hey, you guys might not, you know filling up all these parking lots and driving right and, and like, we need to hold yeah, cool. we'll get to it on on sunday okay all right buddy it's like oh yeah and i mean every town it has to happen you need to actually um hold people accountable um because if not then you know right then these towns get walked over and a town without that many resources compared to a boston I mean, the the the, uh, the idea is, oh, okay, well, you know, this is really a boon for us. We better not mess it up. But the the point is, there's there's plenty that a town like Milford has going for it, and I, I do think that um, people need to hold their elected officials accountable um, to make sure that um, a company like Amazon doesn't mm-hmm. walk all over the town. So. That that's that's really my, my main point is you just need to keep showing up. You need to keep making your demands, and you you absolutely need to stay engaged. Don't take your ball and go home. Don't storm off angry and say there's no point. Everything's corrupt. Yada yada yada. Um, because if you if you do if that, you then it, you, you lose history straight up. We're just it's very flowy, and and we seem like we're it seems like we're just like another yeah, part of the movie absolutely like in the in the moment which is we've seen before like we've seen it in the 80s like we've seen it with the rainbow coalition and 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 then mondale and then dukakis yep, and going absolutely. like we've seen this before when it comes like and and even before that like we've seen that back in uh 1932 like with the fdr like right and the crazy thing you know fdr it's kind of like the gold standard of a lefty who actually got elected mm-hmm. to office, elected to the presidency, um, which is funny because if you look, he wasn't really an right. anti-establishment figure, right? He, and he was the governor of New York. He was the vice presidential nominee for the Democratic Party in <laughs> He's obviously related to uh, the Teddy Roosevelt, like he's he's the dude. The dude's loaded. Right, yeah. There's, there's that big. There's that whole big thing. Yeah, right. Um, he's nobody's Bernie. He he basically was no no. Right. He, I mean, but Bernie looks up to him quite a bit. Um, references. I mean, he even said several times on the campaign right. trail we we're, were trying to finish the New Deal, and I think it's interesting because. I'm going to say FDR passed some very significant legislation for America and he passed, you know, I would say that he passed the most progressive legislation in our history. Um, And he was pushed, you know, there was an organized base of people pushing him there. Well, when he first got in, I mean, you're you're talking about this depression that was spiraling out of control. Um, As I mentioned last episode, like the... (laughs) Prevailing economic ideas at the time, 
essentially where it, it was essentially, okay, well, this is part of the business cycle and, you know, we'll get out of it, mm-hmm. which ended up not being the case this time. <laughs> um, and so Herbert Hoover tried to, uh, tried and failed to intervene the economy to some degree. Um, FDR got in power and he said, okay, right, we right. need to do something. <laughs> so he had some people like Louis Brandeis, um, like Frances Perkins, the first woman secretary, mm-hmm. um, cabinet member, actually started crafting these oh, ideas. And she was from Worcester, by the way. But um, but essentially, um, that they came together with some some very pragmatic ideas to try to spur production, to try to spur the economy again. You know that that um, did that had some some good effects on yeah. the economy, but that, that was the first new right. deal that lasted till about 1934. I mean, it, it, rather than telling right. companies what to do, it kind of regulation. said what you can't do. Um, yeah, it was regulation. It, it, it was regulation. But what happened during that time period, you know, there was some figures who kind of mm-hmm. rose out of the ashes of the Great Depression. Um, Huey Long from Louisiana, who was a, right. a controversial person, to say the least, um, who, who became governor, took on uh, oil companies down there. Um, he, he built bridges, he built roads, basically, you know, connected Louisiana. He was a kind of a populist figure. He came out, he eventually became the senator, but he came out with this Let's share our wealth program where he said, if you get over a million dollars, we're taking your money and giving it to someone else. Everyone can be a millionaire. As a what? As a Democrat? Yeah. So, so obviously. Yeah, he was a Democrat. So, he would have been a Republican back then. Well, I I think that that's a very. It's not as as straightforward. This is a time when. Yeah, well, there's progressives in the Republican Party, progressives in the Democratic Party. Okay. It was more like the parties were like regional you, that factions. Is some, that is um, progressive stuff right there. <laughs> yeah, he was a he was a like he was incredibly bizarre though. Like he, I mean, he was called the Kingfish, um, and he he basically like established like a kind of criminal sort of control of his state. Um, and he was assassinated in 1935. Don't go too far enough, guys. You know, but he was planning on <laughs> on running. He was well, you know, he was assassinated by oh, really? someone who he fired. <laughs> like it was like something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, yeah. He basically got rid of a judge who was a longtime opponent of his, and then his that judge's son-in-law. Um, yeah. Just walked up to him and shot him. <laughs> like it was uh yeah. Couldn't have never happened now. But like like he also he also had some ties with the far right though. That's the weird thing. Like he was a very strange person, but like again, he his right. he was rising and he was planning on running third okay. party or in as a Democrat against FDR. Um that pulled him to the left. Um Francis Perkins, who was a longtime progressive um, who, you know, was connected with mm. the Woodrow Wilsons of the world, also pulled him to the left. Um, 
also, you, you know, just the amount of once we established sort of a, net, a labor relations board, unions overnight became a political force because you're talking like just a decade earlier when a yeah. strike happened, the police would go in and break it up and they were illegal. But suddenly you you gave right. unions the right to have grievances. Um, and, and in 1934, there were four major strikes around the country, including the textile hmm. strike that that suddenly you had this organized base of workers right? and you had politicians responding to them. You had politicians that instead of sending the police in to break it up, they sent the police you in to that? make sure the strikers were not beaten up. So overnight, a lot of things changed and right. sort of pulled well, FDR well, to the left. To or not, you kind of was reading the tea um, you're, you're voting. Right. You can't, I mean, you have to listen. And again, so what, what happened is the, uh, the second New Deal, which, which started in 1935, and I'd say because of the reasons I just mentioned, was much more. Right. The new, it's much more of what we think of today. He passed Social Security. He passed the Works Progress Administration, um, the Labor Relations Board. I believe you have the, um, the Tennessee uh, uh, phone lines. So, I believe the Tennessee Authority. I believe. Yeah. Um, all these job programs. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, Tennessee Valley just, Authority. And then just all safety safety nets and jobs programs. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. It gets people uh, um, yeah. inspired. Right. Well, another important figure um, was actually mm-hmm. his uh, Secretary of Agriculture, Henry Wallace, who later became his vice president, who, who, who was a huge new dealer, uh, you know, passed some crazy or I thought some great ideas to help farmers in the country um, later would go on to become a third party candidate, I think in the um, right. 1948 election for the progressive party. I, I mean, there's, there's a lot of figures that, that really pull, pulled uh, FDR to the left um, and pulled him so I'm seeing in a direction that most Democrats would right refuse now, to go. Thinking, like, so you're saying that if we stay um, foot on the gas as progressives to Joe Biden, we could actually pull him to the left? Well, what I'm saying is <clears throat> we need to actually be there. We need to actually, right. a- again, I keep saying this, be engaged and prove that, you know, we are not going away. We are... Uh, we're not going to support you unless you um, come our way on some significant issues. But I, I do think that sort of the defeatism I've heard a lot of people say, I think is. I just wonder. Yeah. I just wonder how we're going to get those. independents. You know, like, like, can we, can't, I mean, you say we better add, uh, put on that pressure. Um, can we put on enough pressure that will make independents want to vote before before he goes left and has a left more of a leftist policy? Like, which comes first? I, I mean, look, I, like I said, I, you know, there's a lot of people that think the presidential campaign brings out people, um, but I think I it needs to be the reverse. The local elections should bring out people. The yeah. state elections should bring out people, and that, that's what we need to focus on. And again, I, I think that's that's where we win. 
we went on local and state policy. And, and from there, we, we hold our politicians accountable. And look, I think there are some ways that Joe can show. I think there are some ways that Joe could show that he's serious about helping the left right. or, or, or serious about listening to the left, rather. Um, it comes down to cabinet. I mean, if I were him, I would tomorrow, I would say, who I'm picking yeah. for VP and tell everybody. Yeah, they, yeah why wait? <laughs> get That's what I would do. Get people excited about individual people. Right. Like, no. Right. Like your your entire campaign is about how you're ready day one, right? Um, like I've been there, reset button, whatever. Like, like you know, just tell us your dream team. Tell us your I mean, VP those, Elizabeth those... Warren, your Secretary of Labor Bernie Sanders, your AG Kamala Harris. Like, like you know, that will that will make yeah bring like, out the vote. <laughs> but like again, I those type of conversations happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Secretary of Energy oh. Marianne Williamson, you know. <laughs> yes, energy. Maybe the wrong type of energy. No, but, no, I mean, um, I'm guessing those conversations are happening right now you know, already. But um and I'm sure they're 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 trying to right, figure out what right. what things they can they can get from from Joe. What can what concessions to to uh their agenda can they get? Um so I'm I'm obviously I would I right. would hope that they would hurry up on that, you know. Well, I mean, right? He better be doing something. He's not knocking on doors games. right now, like, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I, I think, look. Right. Again, I, I think if I were him, I would announce that soon. Um, and I, I just I keep coming back to this: we need to stay engaged. Right. Um, we need to get involved locally. We need to get involved in our workplaces. I mean. If your job is forcing you to go into an unsafe situation right now, right. time you talk to your coworkers and say, "Hey, we don't have to do this." Right. That's that's a protective right. You know, like Whole Foods workers have already started doing that. You had GE workers walked out and said, "No, we want to build respirators." Right. That's how you build power. That's that's how you. I mean, the whole point is not me, us. The whole point is, right. you know, working people standing up for a decent living. Um, yeah, that's that's what has to be done. Talk to your workers. Talk to your, go to your workplaces and say, hey, uh, I, I don't think we're being yeah, treated absolutely. well, and stand up for yourselves. I mean, and I've been saying it for a while. You know, now. like we are I, close I, to your, Everybody I think, that I know is closer to broke than they are millionaire. You know, like. You know, and if that's the case, I mean, we have Absolutely. over 500. Uh, what was it? Five, oh gosh, now it's a 500,000 or no, 5 million, I think. Uh, homeless people in this country, you know, like it's like we're closer to that, yeah. We are being um rich or you know, independently wealthy. So, I think we should be sh if we should all just really focus on on helping each other, you know, think, like looking out for each other, our coworkers, our family. Yeah. Like, or just our community. Like, everybody in my town, like we're all similar. Like, sure. We're in different tax brackets and sure that, that um, we are in different stages of life, but we're all in the general vicinity of each other. And if anybody lost their health insurance, if anybody, like we'd, we'd all be right there. 
some of it is kind of gone by the wayside, like the news isn't talking about it much. Trump administration has looked at um, reducing wages yeah. for farmhands as a means to solve the quote-unquote crisis. Excuse me, that's wild. <laughs> um, but like, I when I I hear that and yeah, like I happened to come home today from work and and my wife had CNN on and it was it was right before Trump's uh, press conference and it was like they're talking about the battle between Cuomo and Trump and it's like it, but like well, it's, it's literally like Cuomo says this Trump says I have all the authority like who's like pretty much who's right and who's wrong and it's like. Guys, can we just focus on some policy for a second? <laughs> like, like the the message is getting lost here. Like, we should be focusing on people, not some not some horse race between Cuomo and Trump. That means absolutely nothing at the end of the day. Like, we get it. Trump lied. Just say he lied, and let's move on. <laughs> like, like we, if, I, I do think the media is is culpable for what's going on right now. We could really be talking about the people, of the seventeen million people who are unemployed at this point. You know, we can talk about the amount of people who are dying from this pandemic and the amount of cases that are popping up, how people are dying alone because we don't have the proper testing, the proper understanding of this entire virus to know if anyone can even be in the room with them like before they die. So I just wish we would focus more on that than than uh, the horse race. And I think that could really help voters, potential voters become more engaged and help us help the people who are trying to get that message out. Um, it would help them a lot if, you know, if that mainstream media would actually focus on the the actual meat of the arguments, not just the people who are the talking heads. Oh, absolutely. Um, right. And again, it comes down to like the, the people who are working every day, the people who are out of work, people who who are, are gravely affected by this need to stand up and, and demand change. Right. They need to demand that the world improve. <laughs> and I, I guess the question is, do you put someone in there who responds to pressure or right. someone who buckles down more? And, and that's, that's really the question right now. Okay. So Trump actually uh, said today he wasn't going to fund the world health organization. <laughs> Yeah, it's and you know it's all crazy. it's all messaging. <laughs> it's all him trying to 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 end. Um, I mean, <laughs> obviously he's he's jilted over the fact that the World Health Organization had pretty much called him out and said, "Hey, uh, no, nah, definitely a good idea to test everybody and maybe you know actually do yeah. some real quarantines in your country." And he didn't like that. And because he didn't like that, he's turning around and saying, I'm not going to fund you. Right. But he's also trying to control the message by saying, oh, it's the World Health Organization. They they totally messed, messed this whole thing up. It wasn't my fault. It was the whole health, health organization. He's completely lying through his teeth. But, you know, there's a certain amount of people out there who will not listen or watch anything. They'll just hear someone else say, oh, yeah, Trump is uh, taking away that World Health Organization, uh, organization funding because uh, they, te- they lied to him. And they're going to say, OK, cool. That's it. So he's he's messaging. He's trying to to corrupt the whole the the truth of the whole thing, which is pretty par for the course for him. So yeah, it it's a mess. <laughs> it's a mess, and I just wish people would just call it out for what it is. So it's a mess, and just let's go from there. Yeah, it's a mess. Um, I think that's the <laughs> I right. Florida 
they're allowing the WWE to go on. A couple on. weeks ago, I, I was I was listening. Like that's I was not listening. I was told, but a friend of mine, he works at like a, a Sherman Williams paint store, and he was considered essential worker, an essential worker. Well, yeah, that's that's because right. Charlie Baker wants you know, all his donors are developers, and that's how you co-op them. That's the how you completely co-op construction them. needs to go on. Quarantine. And we need to only have essential workers. I'm just going to designate everything essential, and we're good. It's like, <laughs> well, you know, do you know who runs no. Trump's Super PAC? I feel like it's changed hands before. Oh, okay, yeah, yes, I did know that. <laughs> Linda McMahon. <laughs> I wonder why the Republican it, governor I, I of Florida wonder, would want to keep the if, WWE if I running. I would. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder who might be pressuring than he him to do that. Like, like I, I would think that that was no way. Uh, that's just too far fetched. There's no way there's a connection between those two things. They would have to be a lot more crafty. That's a little bit too on the nose. And it's like, no, he is just that corrupt. He doesn't care. <laughs> no. So, but I mean, that, that's what it comes down to. At this point, there's wealthy, wealthy, uber wealthy people who are. Deciding, wow, this whole virus right. thing is making me lose yep. a lot of money. Can we wrap it up? Can we wrap up this whole thing? Um, yes. And People they've decided that we are expendable. As long as you know the, the stock market goes up, then it's fine. Um, and I, I can't emphasize this enough. It's up to us to stand up and say no. And that's again how you build power. That's how you get things done. That's how you get social security. That's how you get. You know, yeah, uh, a five-day right. work week. No, right. That's how you get. Right. We. <laughs> that's how you get that I mean, stuff. That's that's, what, that's that is. We, I mean, he's like, we are the future now. Nothing without a demand. Like you got to demand it, or else they're never gonna get it. Why are they just gonna give it up? Right. They can get this far without. With they can get this far with a buffoon in office. And, he can do so impeachable, 18, 19 counts of impeachable things, and they can get away with all of them because the Democrats are like, well, let's just go. You know, right. And, you know, and then he's like, you know what? Right. I might as well just keep it up. What's what's going to stop me now? Well, like, like we need a demand. We The people need a demand because we cannot right. rely right. on I mean, the leadership of either party to actually make a demand because power, they are power. The Democratic Party and the Republican Party are power, and power concedes nothing without a demand. So, in so the people need to make a demand, because you can't wait for Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer, or Steny Hoyer or Mitch McConnell. You can't expect any of them to do anything for us. Well, I mean, you can't wait for anybody. Like that's that's the whole point. Like, you need to clearly state what you want. Um, and you need to, you know, there needs to be an urgency attached to it. That That's the note I kind of want to leave our listeners off on, on, on tonight. Right. If you want things to happen, you have to demand that they happen. And we need to. Power concedes nothing. Look. If you take your ball, go home and, and give up, then. And if you want to engage those you know, people. Then nothing, nothing's going to change. I, I think. We look at the, our towns and our cities, and look at look to the yeah. people who are in charge there, and actually put people in charge who actually are representing the people, 
Right. Let me. I mean, I, I want to leave off on one last note. Don't be so petty. <laughs> There's times to be petty, but like I don't know. Like you know, there are Warren and and Sanders supporters still arguing over some conversation said between the two of them in a room somewhere. Um, and they're still arguing just about that conversation. And, and I mean, there's significant differences between the two uh, in many areas that can be talked about and argued about. But I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, you, you have to realize you have to, you have to mend with people who want the same things you do. Um, and I think, I think the, I mean, the gravity of the situation we're facing right now, yeah. I, and I just want to emphasize that this, this is going to be another Great Depression. Um, I firmly believe that. It, it's already getting there. I mean, 10% of American people have filed for unemployment in the past month. Um, I, I mean, we're going to need to use a diversity of tactics. We're going to need to show solidarity with each other, and, and we're going to need to actually unite. Right over our common values to prevail. It's, it's, hard, it's definitely very hard, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, man, but, you know, pressure bus pipes. Primary 2020 is over. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying exactly. Don't don't let up on the pressure. Right. Just just calm down with your, your fellow yeah, you know, progressives. You know that goes both ways. But your I fellow understand. progressive voters. I, I mean... But it's, it's, just, it's just about, like, who, who, you're, who we're talking about. Oh, absolutely. It does go... And I'm, I'm saying this to both. I'm saying this to to both sides, you know, like, like as many people were, you know, stop sending snake emojis, first of all, but but second of all, from the other side, like, you know, stop trying to write off this, this very, this working class movement as just a bunch of angry um, frat bros. (laughs) I mean, because it's clearly not. Um, The, the, there's plenty of data. Just just go by, just go by. Um, uh, the, that data you're talking about when it comes to actual policies, no, yeah, right. But it, again, it comes down to like, look, like we're going to need a diversity of tactics, a, a wide array of people who are willing to to fight for the policies we need. Um, and and right. that means you know we we got to bury those hatchets. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that every single person is our friend either. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, we have to recognize who's fighting for the same things that we are. <laughs> what do we know? Yeah, that's right. I don't know anything. I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> You've been punked. <laughs> so I think that'll do it, right? I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Um, tune in next week when we talk about. I, know. I was gonna say, um, you, you're gonna fill me in right now. <laughs> something we haven't decided yet. <laughs> you know, <laughs> could <right>. be anything. <laughs> thank you for listening, and uh, right. thank you for listening. Whatever it is, have a great night slash day slash whenever you're listening to this. All right, okay. that, that's it, Jack. Run, have to run. Run, 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 hey.
clothing and food for all, all belongs to you. Every man a king, every man a king, for you can be a millionaire. But there's something belonging to others. There's enough for all people to share. When it's sunny June and December too, or in the winter time or spring, there'll be peace without end. Every neighbor a friend with every man.